Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. The mindset of the righteous. Say the mindset of the righteous. The mindset of the righteous. Okay, so we know who the righteous is. We know who the righteous is. Who is the righteous? If you know you are, say, I am the righteous. I am the righteous. Who is the righteous? I am the righteous? All right. If you are the righteous, then the righteous has a mindset. And your mindset is different from the mindset of the unrighteous. Unfortunately, do you know how the Bible calls an unbeliever? Calls him the wicked. In the Old Testament, that's how it called them, the wicked. It's harsh, but that's what the Bible says. But when you become the righteous, you have a different life and a different law that governs you. According to Romans chapter 8, verse 2, the Bible says, For the law of the spirit of life, of life in Christ Jesus, has made us free from the law of sin and death. Show me amplified. It said, For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Look at it. The law of our new being. So there is a law of our new being. So there is a law that governs you. And if you are not taught or if it's not revealed to you, even though you have a new being, your mindset will be like the ordinary. And there is a consequence to to that effect. If you begin to think like the ordinary, on Sunday, we learned that the Bible says that for we are not ordinary men. Which means that we are new men. And if you are a new man, the new man has a mindset. Okay? When we say a mindset, we are talking about a person's way of thinking or their opinion. There is a law of life. This thing is very some way, but you must, you must meditate on it. Meditate on it because if you miss it, you would be, you will be putting yourself into trouble. You must just believe that there is a new law that governs your new life. Which means there is a life that you ought to live. And you can only live that life by the way you think or by the opinions you have. And all this life, new, you know, new way of thinking and way of life is as a result of the information you have, you see. And for us born again, the information we have is the information from the word of God. Which means that you must know the word of God that will become your mind or your mindset. 
Now, when the word of God becomes your mindset, it gives you a different life and even the way you speak, which is very important. Now, in Luke chapter 1 verse 17, the Bible spoke of the just, okay, the just who have, you know, a particular kind of wisdom. Because in the Old Testament, God called the people that were unjust, he called them the children of disobedience. So look at it. And he shall go before him in what? The spirit of and power of Elias or Elijah. He was talking about Jesus. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to what? The wisdom of the just. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I think in 1 Peter 4.1, he speaks of something like that. So there is a wisdom of the just. Say, I have a wisdom of the just. I have a wisdom of the just. Yeah. Now, the Bible is clear that there is a wisdom, okay, that the righteous has, which is you. Now, when I am done, you realize that why things will fail, why things will die, why things will not work. Because sometimes we don't even get that. We begin to speak forth things that are not of the righteous. And there is a consequence to it. Note this before we continue. Anytime you don't operate by the wisdom or by the thinking, the thought of God, you don't please God. You don't. It means you are not working in faith. If I walk in faith, remember, your faith comes by hearing the word. So if I walk in faith, it means that I am adhering to God's word. So if I'm living the word of God, it means I am walking in faith. That is how we walk in faith. And the Bible says that, it says, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall be the, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? So here he's still talking about the children of disobedience. You know, can you see that? In Luke one seventeen, he talks about the disobedient. Now here he's putting it in a verb. Those who don't obey. Those who don't obey the gospel of God. So the same scenario here. But it's, it's, it's amazing though. Know, that if the judgment must begin at the house of God. Hmm. He said, and if, he personalized it. And if it begins it first begin at us. So get ready for the judgment of God. But you see, our judgment is not like the judgment of the unbelievers. We, are, we have settled that one already. So God wants you to have that wisdom. Now, the wisdom he was talking about in Luke chapter 1 verse 17, I've explained to you before, is the wisdom of what? The just, that is phronesis. That's the highest kind of wisdom, phronesis. Now, for the just and the righteous, God did not want you to learn any kind of um, wisdom, okay, or knowledge from anywhere. And so, as part of your package, the day you, you were born from the resurrection, the day you became the son of God, the day you became righteous, the day you became the just of God, God lavished his um, wisdom, okay, his wisdom and his prudence inside of you. So you have it already. Is that okay? Yes, Ephesians 1, 7 to 8. Let's do TPT. Do you know why sometimes when the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit speaks to you, you don't, you don't hear? Because sometimes when he speaks to you, your mind might have been clocked 
with carnality. Carnality means anything that is not of God. Flesh, sensual, physical. You know, and the Bible says spiritual things are received spiritually. That is the reason why meditation of the word of God is important for the believer. So that you don't miss the Holy Ghost and his instructions at any point in time. Now he says, since we are now joined to Christ. Say, I am now joined to Christ. He said, we have been given, look at it, we have what? We have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood. In other words, the total cancellation of our sins. All because of the what? Cascading riches of his grace. Look at this in Amplified. It's beautiful. All because of the cascading riches of his grace. Thank you, Jesus. In him, we have redemption deliverance and salvation through his blood the remission forgiveness of our offenses shortcomings and trespasses in accordance with what the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor which means that our sins and our offenses have been forgiven according to how rich God's grace is this is amazing So you are forgiven. How much have you been forgiven? According to the riches of his grace. If people understand how much God has given, forgiven them, you will always appreciate God. That is why you don't think today he has forgiven you, tomorrow he hasn't forgiven you. His, look, he didn't say his, his grace. He said the riches. The riches. You know, God is all glorious. He's all, you know, if I, if I should be all wisdom. Now, in that category, all gracious. So, every grace that is available, that it belongs to God. And that is how much, how rich that all grace is, is how much he has forgiven you. And I always give an example. You see, the sins men committed, let me, maybe it's at this level. From here to here. Adam, from Adam and even yours and your great-grandfathers and everything. <laughs> if you, let's assume the height is this. Just to let you understand. Now, imagine the riches of God's grace as from here to the sky or beyond. So, how much he forgave you is how much his grace is. Which means he has over-forgiven you. And when he over-forgave you, you had excess of his grace. And the excess of his grace brought benefit to you. How do I know? Look at the next verse. Which he lavished upon us. Let's do TPT. You get it clearly. Go back. Amazing. Oh, that is how much I have been forgiven. He says, since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood. The total cancellation of our sins. All because of the cascading riches of his grace. And I explained cascading to you. Imagine stairs that goes down this way and you pour water. You see the way the water will go down the stairs hand is cascading. So you see, the riches was able to swallow up every sin and gave us excess of the grace. Can you see this? So he said, according to, because of the cascading riches of his grace, then he said, this super abundant grace 
this super abundant grace that was able to forgive me my sins, cancel my, sin, my sins, and give me access of the grace. It is called the super abundant grace. Look at it. It is already powerful. Powerfully what? Working in us. <laughs> so not only did God forgive me my sins by his grace, he paid in excess. In excess over payment. Imagine he owes me 100 Ghana and I pay him 1 million. He has been overpaid. That is how much God has overpaid our sin and the sins of the world. That is why if anybody believes in Jesus Christ, oh, he receives the abundant grace. And that grace is working in us. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Look at it. This super abundant grace is already, now this is what struck me. It is already powerfully working in us. It is already powerfully working in us. Put your hand on your belly. I say, thank you, Jesus. That's your super abundant grace. It's already working powerfully in me. The super abundant grace. The super abundant grace is powerfully working in me. Working in me. Working in me. The grace. The super abundant grace is powerfully working in me. You know what it means? If the grace is working, it is out of grace all gifts and all blessings come. Are you aware? Grace is not the same as gift. So when somebody sees somebody operating in a gift, they will say that I like the grace on you. You see the difference here? Gift is not grace. Can I show you? Romans 12, 6. Romans 12, 6. And we'll come back here. Let me just help you here. Uh-huh. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gift. <laughs> Can you see it now? So it is grace that releases gift. That is why Pastor Mensah Otabel said, no man of God can impart you with grace. Can you see that? The only person that can impart you with grace is Jesus. Out of his super abundant grace. But you see, you can impart gift which came from grace. How do I know that? Paul said, I long to see you that I may impart to you somewhat, some giftings, not some grace. Because gift is found in grace. It is grace that releases gift. Not only does grace uh, releases gift, it releases a lot of things. Grace is the source of all. Now, if God is saying that this super abundant grace is powerfully working in us, and he told you something, he said, releasing. He said, for I long to impart to you somewhat spiritual gift, not some spiritual grace. We must get the difference here. He said, release some grace. Touch some grace is a lie. 
Nobody can throw grace to you. <laughs> but we can throw some gift to you. You, you. you want to throw grace. You want to take the stead of Jesus. Uh-uh. You haven't died for anyone. <laughs> you see the difference here? So sometimes people say things they, they, don't, they are not aware of. Said, I yearn to come and be face to face with you and get to know you. For I long to what? To impart to you some spiritual gift that will empower you to stand strong in your faith. Not grace. But in Ephesians 1, 7, TBT, look at it, in verse 8. He said, this super abundant grace is already powerfully working in us. What's the next one? Releasing. So grace releases. So grace releases gifts. Now grace here, okay, is releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. How ordinary can you be? Now, grace is the source that releases all things. Now, he's saying this grace that releases all things is what? It's already powerfully working in you. Do you believe? Do you believe there is a grace working in you? What is it doing? It is releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Hmm. Practical understanding is what we call phronesis. Wisdom is what we call what? Sophia. Okay? Oh, there is grace releasing all forms of wisdom in me. Say, I'm full of wisdom. All forms of wisdom. Say, I'm full of wisdom. All forms of wisdom. By the grace of God. I have practical understanding. In the name of Jesus. I have practical understanding. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I remember years ago when we used to do the midnight prayer session. Sometimes I don't know what to come and talk about. And because I know this scripture. He says there is a grace in me. That releases wisdom and practical understanding. So all I have to do is to sit down and begin to pray. As a Holy Spirit. You know, tell me what to go and speak of. Tell me what to teach the people. And as I begin to pray, it will just drop. Now, it is not dropping from heaven. It is already working. You are not aligning. The day you begin to align, and we align by the Holy Ghost. So if a man begins to speak in other tongues, you are aligning yourself with the Spirit. Because all these things are made available in, 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 you know, in action by the Holy Ghost. Can you see this? You are confused about a particular matter. You don't know whether you should put this microphone here or there. All you have to do is not to fret and to ask God, why is it? Because what? You already have all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. All you have to do is to lay hold on that wisdom and practical understanding. You don't need to lift up and say, oh God, show me what to do. Oh God of heaven, show me what to do. That is not making sense. Can you see this? So you begin to pray. Okay, something happened on Sunday. I shared with a few people. When I woke up, I didn't know when I come and stand here, when I'm talking about redemption, uh, resurrection, I was going to talk about the color green. But when I woke up, 
I just saw myself wearing this, the ass suit I was wearing. And I was wearing a, a, a lemon green shirt, like your earring. And I saw the tie I was wearing. Some checkered, you know, um, tie with some green and some other whatever. But I had already ironed the white. Now look at it. When I was ironing the white, it got bent. In fact, no, it didn't get bent. The iron got stuck with colors under. That should have been a sign. But because I was bent on wearing, I was being carnal. I was bent on wearing white. But as I lay down, I saw myself in that green and ash suit. So I, I ignored that vision. And in the morning, I wore my white. Then the tie I was looking for, I couldn't find it. That was a big sign. Then I saw a green tie. I said, okay, if he wants me to wear green, then all green be green. <laughs> Can I tell you something? When I was teaching you here, and I mentioned that when you put a seed in the ground, by the time you realize something comes up and it is green, the Spirit of God went back. I was here alone. I'm confessing to you. I felt empty. And I started feeling hot. Because he knew he was the one who was going to speak out of my mouth. The green. And he wanted me to be in that green for him. Can you see that? But I disobeyed. <laughs> oh, we have all forms of wisdom and understanding. You have it. Say, I have it. I have it. No, look at your neighbor and say, you have it. You have it. You have it. Look at another person and say, you have it. So don't say, I don't know why my life is going this way. I don't know why things are not going over for me. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, grace has released all forms of wisdom and practical understanding in you. All you have to do is as you are praying the spirit of God who knows all things who holds and has all things you have. Bible says we have not received the spirit that is of this world but the spirit that is of God that we may know we may know all the things that are freely given to us. So the one who knows all the things that are freely given to you is the Holy Ghost. So when you engage the Holy Ghost, he's the one that will show you one of the things that are freely given to you. Can you see that? So when you want to understand these things, you don't like, no, we don't understand. That's kind of Say, Lord, what is going to happen? What do I do? You have not received the spirit that is of this world. You have received the spirit that is of God. If it is of God, he knows all things. And the Bible said that he may show you all the things that are freely given to you. So you ask the Holy Ghost. You ask the Holy Ghost. Lord, why are things like this for me? Ask the Holy Ghost. Instead of being emotional or being disturbed or being distracted, about this matter, Lord, why should this red microphone be here? Somewhere, somehow, if he doesn't show you through a dream, he will show you by promptings. If he doesn't show you by promptings, he will show you by a dream. If he doesn't show you by a dream, you will get the answer behind a trotter you are sitting. <laughs> oh my God. There is a way he will show you. Sometimes you don't hear him. It got to a point when I sit in a in a trotro or a taxi and I see another trotro going, I get my answer be behind it. As I read, I say, ah uh ah, -uh, 
This is the answer. God has a way of talking to you. You go in your status and you see the answer there. Somebody will just write something. That is the answer. Because you have asked him, he will answer you. That is who he is. So you must trust him to the call. They, God gave him to you so he can show you the things that are already yours. God gave you the Holy Ghost not for only Baliata and Teleba and to go and prophesy, to go and heal the sick, for your own personal life. Do you know why some people use the Holy Ghost to heal people, etc., but they can't, they themselves get sick and die? Because they have not practiced or they have not learned that the Holy Ghost is also for their personal use. Oh, there's something working inside of me. No, no, no. Tell yourself, there's something working inside of me. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Now, somebody will ask, why is, how is this different from the book of James when the Bible says that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. How is that different? What's the difference here? You know the difference? In James, he's trying to say, if you don't know how to walk in the wisdom, ask God. Here, he's telling you, you have it. Now, you can't be asking God for what you already have, correct? Can we put it together? You cannot be asking God for what you already have. Now, in Ephesians, he says, because of the super abundant grace, you already have working in you all wisdom, not some, all. So, you don't lack any wisdom. But here he says, in James, he says what? If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. Mm. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God that giveth But as far as we read Ephesians chapter 1, he said God has already given. So why is he asking me to now ask him so he gives? So you see, this is how we study the word of God. So this one, if James is not telling you he's going to give you something you already have. He's talking about how to walk in that wisdom. And that's what I'm showing you here. If you don't know how to take this thing and put here. For example, you are praying for somebody who is sick. And you have done everything. You realize that the more you pray, the more the person still, you know, the sickness lingers. Then you must go back to the Holy Ghost who teaches you how to walk in wisdom. Can you see that? So you begin to, you know, I, I don't know how I will tell you, but when you are praying for people, of course you can't go back and go and pray. Rabadamba. There is a way it comes to you. You just seek for wisdom. And then he will tell you, tap the toe. You just tap the toe and the person is down. Or he will say, touch the feet. Or touch the hair. Or do this, do that. Because he, un he understands the situation more than you do. You want to go to, there are two ways. That, that way and that way. And you don't know which way to go. What you have to do, you have the wisdom already. You don't lack it. Please get the difference. You don't lack the wisdom. You have the wisdom. So all you have to do is to ask him how to use the wisdom. Then he tells you, this place is short, but you will end in a pit. This place looks longer and crooked, but that way is safer. So if you begin to go here, people will laugh at you and say, you are not correct. Why are you using this long route? But you see, at the end of the story, they will bow to you. 
Because nobody, you see, the Bible said the, the world, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein, it belongs to him. He knows the roads. So I cannot do things with my own wisdom. Even though he has given me, I need him to guide me to lead, to walk in the wisdom that I have. So you always rely on the Holy Ghost for application. Now remember, legally, legally, everything has been given to you. But experientially, you need the Holy Ghost to experience them. Do you, do you understand? I, I use marriage as an example. If you get married at the church, after decreeing the vows, etc., it's not covenant until you go home, etc., but you must consume it before the covenant. There must be an exchange of something. The ring is not, exchange is not covenant. Uh-huh. Covenant is by blood. So, so you see, we got behind the, in the office, pastor's office, and then we, there is a certificate there where you all sign. Now, legally, we are married. But we have not experienced the marriage yet until we start, we go home. And we start fellowshipping together. Then we begin to experience the marriage. You understand what I'm trying to say? Now, according to the Bible, all these things that you see here, they are what? They are legally yours. So, in legal terms, you have wisdom and understanding. But you must experience it to know how sweet the wisdom and the understanding is. And who gives you that experience? The Holy Ghost. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And the partnership. The koinonia of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost brings what is in you alive. Because he's the one that knows all the things that are freely given you. Without the Holy Ghost, you cannot experience it, my dear. Are you with me? So do you have all wisdom? How much of wisdom do you have? See, wisdom is not in age. Wisdom is not in gray hair. Wisdom is in the Holy Ghost. That is what Elihu said. Is in Job 32 or 38. He said, oh, I thought age was in, was in long years, you know, time. He said, now I know that there is a spirit in man. Now, you too, when you become born again, the day you become born again from the resurrection, that is the day you receive all wisdom. Why don't you speak like somebody who has wisdom? Because you haven't experienced it even though you have it. How do you experience it? The Holy Ghost. You see the difference here? So you, without the Holy Ghost, though you have something, you might not be able to use it. For example, if Ransford doesn't know how to play a keyboard and I get him um, motive, big one, and he, you see Ransford carrying the keyboard, He's going home. Legally, it belongs to him. Because his name is on the receipt. Legally, he's taken to his house. It's on his table, but he's only watching. It doesn't make any difference whether he had keyboard or not. It is as good as being with the seller. Now, the keyboard is not with the seller. The keyboard is with transport at home. But he's watching. And he's just pressing. He's not making any sound. Everybody, oh, you are disturbing. You are making noise. Until a teacher comes. And the teacher says, press here. 
Now what is happening? Ransford is receiving experience from a teacher. And after some time, when Ransford practices the lessons given by the teacher, now when he's playing, nobody will say you are making noise. Everybody will be like, wow. Your Holy Ghost is your teacher. And when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So legally, you have wisdom and you have what? Understanding. But you are looking at it and it looks like you are empty. You have nothing. Because you have not engaged your teacher yet. But I'm telling you, if you begin to engage the Holy Ghost, everybody will know you are full of wisdom. So without the Holy Ghost, no experience. Write it. No Holy Ghost, no experience. Without the Holy Spirit, no experience. Now, you know, experience with the Holy Ghost is beyond raconte daba, impakantalaba. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. I've been telling you, talk to him. Recognize him. Even as you are sitting right now, you recognize like he's on your mind. Talk to him a lot. The rabakata kata is okay. You are using him. But you are not recognizing him. You see that difference? Because you know when you do katapatelele beyond that, you are using the Holy Ghost. But you see, when you are talking to him and you don't hear anything, then you give up. Let him use you some. Now, but the truth is, when you start talking to him after some time, you begin to hear him. He begins to talk to you. Amen. Amen. Okay. We're going somewhere. All right. So he said, you have all wisdom. And all, please don't forget, how much wisdom do you have? How much of understanding do you have? All forms of understanding, all forms of wisdom. Romans 12, 2. Now, if you have all forms of wisdom and all forms of understanding, then the Bible says, and be not conformed to this world. Hmm. I know you know this scripture, but here's where our story, our theme comes from. He said, and be not conformed to this world. Why? Because the world has its way of thinking. The world has its way of reasoning. The world has its way of behavior. So the Bible says, don't conform to the world. Because you have a new law that governs your life. In other words, your new life. It is called the law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ. It is the one that guides your new life. Can you see this? Why is this separating you from sin and law? The law and sin. Because the law and sin is attributed to the flesh. Carnality. And it is dangerous for one to walk in the carnal state. Now, according to the Bible, you must not be carnal. Neither must you speak carnal words. You must be spiritually minded and you speak spiritually. These are the two things God wants you to do and I'm going to show you. And it starts from here. He said that and be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, mindset. 
Because you see, as a man thinketh, so is he. If you conform to the world, you cannot be different from the world. You don't understand why you pray a lot, yet nothing changes. Because you see, when we look into your mind, there is a way you think. And because of the way you think, you have become automatically like the people of the world. So you pray all right, you do everything all right, but you get the result the world gets. Today I was sharing with, with the admin team that the reason why some of us we sit in church and we say, Lord, we are tired of church. Or the thought comes if you see a brother, not a brother, somebody who doesn't worship God, somebody who doesn't, you know, uh, go to church, they don't pray, they don't have time to go to church, yet you see their business flourishing, you see them getting money, you see them doing amazing things, and then you are like, Oh God. Then they say Christianity is hard. Have you been there? I have been there before. Have you been there before? The Bible says, we, don't worry. No, nothing happens to their children. Nothing happens to their businesses. It's like they live a flourishing life. It's as if things are happening with them. But for you, things become hard. It's like you think doesn't move. You don't see any progress. You don't, and you're like, God. So you think it's something you have done. Okay, Psalm 73. TPT. Maybe it's good I teach you that because otherwise it's part of the way you conform. You can be sitting here right now. You are. You look on your status and you see that friend who doesn't go to church and everything. You see some new posh car or some his house be, and then he's telling you, "Look, you go to church, mm, pray at home. God will do for you." Blah blah blah. Hey, you cannot. You cannot stay at home. Pastor Chris says it's bad manners. It is bad manners not to go to church. Are you aware? I will, should I show you that one too? Okay, let me show you that one. Then I'll show you. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 25. King James. Says it's bad manners. The Bible didn't say bad manners, but you know. He said, ask the manner of some. Look at it. Not forsaking the assembling. Not the assembly. Assembling. Assembly of what? Together. Ask the manner of some is so there are some the manner of life is that they don't go to church they don't assemble so that's become their manner so pastor chris is saying that if this is what you are doing then it's a bad manner you get it now so it is bad manners not to they say oh you can worship once you have received jesus you can be home and you can worship god the bible didn't say that he said that don't forsake so anytime you don't want to come to church, just remember that you are having you have you are cultivating bad manners. Bad manners. See, you don't decide when you become born again, you don't decide which life you live. Your life is controlled by the law of the spirit of life. And he's saying that don't forsake, not forsaking the assembling. So every day is continuous assembling, which means continuous. So as long as the, the, the brethren are meeting, you should be there. If they are meeting 20 times, you should be there. Eh? Yes, sir. So, it's seven days service. I will choose and come for three and not come to two. Bad manners. So, if you don't come to church, he said, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching. 
Sometimes eh, you might have a particular problem that you are praying about. It's not living. But as we say, let us pray. The man of God can be led by the Holy Ghost. Say, hold your hands and let us pray. As you hold somebody, you don't, you, you don't even, you least expect. The person holds your hands and begin to pray. That thing leaves you. Or somebody can come to you and say, the way you look, it looks like there's something wrong. Can I pray with you? Is this something you are, you know, that's why he said, but exhorting one another and so much the more, and so much the more. And that is why we gather. Would Jesus be angry at you if you don't go to church? No. Will he love you less? No. But it is bad manners. It is bad manners. So I've shown you that one. Psalm 73. Alright. No one can deny it. God is really good to Israel and to all those with pure hearts. But I nearly missed seeing it myself. Just like some of us. He said, I nearly missed seeing it myself. Then he said, here is my story. I narrowly missed losing it all. So what was it? Let's look at it. I was stumbling over what I saw the wicked doing. The wicked means the unbeliever. For when I saw the boasters with such wealth and prosperity, I became jealous over their smug security. Indulging in whatever they wanted. Going where they wanted. Doing what they wanted. And with no care in the world. No pain. No problem. They seemed to have it made. They lived as though life would never end. Do you know some people like that? Yeah. They didn't even try to hide their pride and opulence. Cruelty and violence are part of their lifestyle. Pompous and pompous. Vice oozes from their souls. They overflow with vanity. They are such snobs. Looking down their noses. They even scoff at God. They are nothing but bullies threatening God's people. They are loud mouths with no fear of God. Pretending to know it all. Wine, wine bags full of hot air. Impressing only themselves. Yet, people, yet the people keep coming back to listen to more of their nonsense. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many Many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.